If you did not see the email last night, I'm going to have some pictures. The, the event that Mercedes and so many others worked hard on to pull together last night was just a home run. Our park, even with the threatening weather, there, our parking lot was full of people. There'll be pictures during the sermon. But uh, great job. And I and Mercedes will, will thank everybody else that helped. But it was it was so cool seeing our parking lot full last night. So I'm gonna step aside one second, let her think too. Of course, thank you. <laughs> Can't bend over today, I'm so sorry. <laughs> thank you guys so very much for all of you that came, that donated the trust of your car, that donated candy and prizes or your kids that came. Thank you guys so very much for all of your help. I could not have done this without all of you and all of your prayers. So thank you guys so very much for all of you as well. Thank you guys so very much. It was a smashing success. And I can't wait for next year. It's going to be even bigger and better. Thank you guys so very much. Saves were very, very, very hard and, and rounding up volunteers and some of the cars. I wish that I had a picture of Jan Howard's car last night. She was dressed up like a scuba diver and her car looked like a shark and it was chasing her. It's this great, so much good thing. And uh, we had a minion in a car and a monster, monster trunk and all sorts of things. It was great. And here, so when I'm at stuff, I get to stand around and look. Here's what I noticed. We had a lot of kids in our parking lot last night, and I didn't notice a lot of cars pulling in. So what that means is we had neighborhood families walk over to be here at our thing, which was the goal. And that was a real blessing. So thank you all for that. So please remember uh, our, our agenda today Preaching, lunch, and, and business. So, and kids club as well, right after church. Yes. Are there any prayer requests for today? There's, I I hear uh, acts of violence way too frequently, and burnings, and fires, and correctional facilities, and all sorts of things. I my prayer is a prayer of just the coming of peace even if it's just more peaceful than it is right now. Any other prayer requests today? I'm, I'm going to share this one because everybody can see it. Let's pray for Valerie's uh, arm for healing. We're still waiting to hear what happened, but, but just prayers for healing for Valerie. Any other, any other prayer requests? Precious and loving God, we thank you for this community of love and all the ways that your life shines through our being. Being the hands and feet of your love. Be with us in this time of celebration, praise, and worship. In your son's precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you. 
invite you to stand with us as you praise with me a great song, God. Oh, 
Jesus Christ. So last night, I saw Rockford Peach, and I saw uh, astronauts and an alien, and I saw Flash and Spider-Man, because 
when we live and love other people in peace, we look like Jesus Christ just as much as our friends looked last night looked like The Flash and Spider-Man and baseball players and Dr. Sugar Rush, my new favorite co co costume. But we're called to put on the image of Jesus Christ. So there's still time because Halloween's still two weeks away. You can keep putting on your costumes and keep pretending to be who you are. And we can practice that every single day, 365 days a year, because when we put on the image of Jesus Christ, hopefully that people see Jesus instead of us. Okay? So let's pray together, and I'm going to let Ms. Mercedes tell you about Sunday school. Precious God, thank you for helping me look like you. Amen. So this story makes me kind of giggle a little bit because it's about Elijah, the prophet, telling everybody that it's not going to rain. <laughs> and it's raining. So this following week, he's left town, and now he's talking, and he's found a widow who doesn't have any food, but yet the miracle of God keeps helping her have more and more food. So today, we're going to keep learning all about that. And today, we have food today, right? So we're going to have food today, and it's raining today, and we how amazing is God, right? So come on, kids. Let's have fun today. We're going to have a field trip against us, and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hear these words of assurance. Everything we need to see the word of God, live the word of God, and share the word of God lies within our hearts. Do not be afraid of the wounds that open us to the glory of God's loving growth. Let all be well with your soul. This morning's reading is from Colossians, chapter 2, verses 6 through 14. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built upon in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of the world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been born to fullness, he is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who praised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood before us and condemned us, he has taken it away, ruling it to the cross, nailing it to the cross. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Ricky, put up the last slide for the scriptures. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your presence, your spirit, your love that flows through us, exists in us, gives us a new image. Thank you for giving us something to look forward to, something to live in, and something to pass on. Be with us today, Lord, as we share in the scripture and in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. I want you to sing along with me today. We're kind of sitting around tables and so forth, and you have the opportunity to turn to the person next to you, and I want you to say some things to each other today as we work our way through the scripture. I need somebody to be Miss Susan's friend. <laughs> somebody be Miss Susan's friend. <laughs> or Valerie's friend. Oh, Valerie and Susan can be friends. <laughs> the first thing I want you to share with each other is this reality. I want you to say it and you mean it. You look like Jesus to me. Now, there's two ways you can take that statement. You either look like you've been dead for three days and just got up, or you look like a very special human being in another person's eyes. Please take it as the second opinion. I want you to say it one more time. I want you to cut through the joke that I had just made for the sincerity. Please look at the person near you and say, you look like Jesus to me. There's a special blessing that exists in our lives because of our faith. I am blessed in the reality that Jesus Christ loved me so much that Christ existed within humanity. And I don't just serve a deity that barks rules and laws, but I serve a Redeemer who walked and talked, cried, worried, you know that Christ questioned him. 
as he's sharing the prayer, asking God to take this cup away from him. He served a God that questioned. It is such a great blessing within my life to be able to be the image of one who loved me so much that he came and he walked and existed with me to understand what it mean, means to be us. In my lifetime as a youth director, we used to go on these mission trips to Native American reservations. And we would go and we would build ramps and do roofing repairs and paint homes and such. And just so many, many years of wonderful memories of going out to the, literally the middle of nowhere to do housing work. Now, one of the things that I enjoy the most about this is the reality that when I was there serving during that week, no one knew who Drew Davis was. When I was there painting, nobody knew the silly little idiosyncrasies that exist in my life. When I was there painting, they didn't know about my son and daughter or my wife. When I was there painting, they didn't know which sports team that I love, go Padres, or which four teams that I dislike. I really love Liz Nira. And they didn't know so many things about me. During that week of service, the only thing individuals could see was there was this Christian here this week helping with a Christian group, taking care of a major need in our lives. And when I say major, and yes, believe it or not, your pastor did roofing. I'm roofs that would have condemned homes roofing. And going to places that people could have not just shelter, but complete safe shelter. Going there and for one week in my life, not knowing who Drew Davis was before, not knowing who Drew Davis was during, not even knowing who Drew Davis was after, but knowing that there was this person, a part of this Christian group, that wanted to make sure that needs were met. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to walk and exist within the image of Jesus Christ because when we walk and exist within the image of Jesus Christ, all of the things that we think that separate us from grace really don't matter. The idiosyncrasies of what I like or dislike, the mistakes that I made the week before I went on a mission trip, they don't matter because we exist within a moment that the only thing that is seen is the reflection of perfection. I want you to look at your neighbor for a moment, and I want you to say this phrase to them, you are the reflection of perfection. <laughs> Is the reflection always perfect? Well, sometimes there's smudges on the mirrors or there's cracks somewhere. But we still have the opportunity to reflect the perfection. A pastor would share with you at this time the story of Moses coming down the mountain and shining brightly the reflection of Jesus Christ's glory and light, God's glory and light, after standing directly in the presence of God, standing in the glory and reflecting a light so brightly that everyone had to shade their eyes from seeing his perfection. A good pastor would do that. But no, I'm going to talk to you about a professional wrestler for a moment. <laughs> There was a professional wrestler named Wayne Coleman who wrestled in the late 60s, early 70s. And he was a person of faith. He used to go on these Christian crusades and he was 
300 and some pounds, no fat at all, just ripped muscle. And he would talk about this story about God being so strong that he could take care of anything. And then he would rip phone books in half and build, bend metal bars and stuff like that. Imagine a ripped guy like a Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody like that telling you how strong God is and then bends a metal bar. That's a pretty strong visual image. He became, Dwayne Coleman, after the Crusades, became a professional wrestler and he wanted so much to be an image of his faith that he changed his name to reflect it. And when he became a professional wrestler, he took on the name of one of the more better known evangelists of the time. And he combined it with the name of a pretty popular musical at the time. In that time period, Andrew Lloyd Webber had a touring representation of Jesus Christ Superstar. And a new way and a new voice of sharing the message of Christ's gospel through words and music. And of course, the better known evangelist that we all know, that touched my life so many times watching his crusades on television was Billy Graham. So the former WWF world champion, superstar Billy Graham, wanted to find a way to reflect the image of Jesus Christ. Now he even did this in his promos. In one of his interviews, he would always say that how he was the reflection of perfection, the natural selection. And I still think of the cocky voice saying that, but removing the cockiness of that voice, I think of a blessing that we all have. We all get to be the reflection of perfection. Even if our mirrors are cracked and even if our mirrors are smudged and dirty, we still get to be the reflection of perfection. Now in this scripture today that Mike read, there comes this moment within our human nature that we put the stains on the mirror ourselves. We crack in the mirror ourselves. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you are beautiful no matter what. The Apostle Paul is dealing with this conversation right now with everybody grabbing for everything from the law to former practices to everything that exists outside of Jesus Christ to say why that they're wrong. Why that they're messed up. Why that they're not worthy to be in this church. The Apostle Paul dealt with this. And individuals grabbing things of why that they're right and other people are wrong and why that they're unworthy and they just can't keep up with Jesus Christ. This is the Apostle Paul dealing with these things. And we, in different times, take smears and smudges and put them all over our mirrors because of our own worries, our own concerns, and we paint an image that we are less than, but God came to make us equal. I want you to remember that you are beautiful. You are the reflection of perfection. You look like Jesus Christ. Do someone else. And put up those pictures from last night. I want you to see people looking like other people. We had the there's a rock for peaches there at the top. We had the 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 medieval uh, dragons. We had cowboys and pumpkins and the one picture up there, and I glance up at it, and I'm trying not to cry because I cry at everything. Is this room full of kids last night watching a movie? And I want you to know what that looked like to me. It looked like hope. I would like for you to turn to the person next to you and say, You look like hope to me. <laughs> 
And he put the last line in the scripture. I want you to remember something. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all your sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken away, nailing it to the cross. I want you to hold on to that. I want you to think about that. I'm going to say all these things for you to share for your partner again, and then things are going to get a little sad and then we'll make you happy again. I want you to turn to your partner and say, You look like Christ. I want you to turn to your partner and say, You are the reflection of perfection. I want you to turn to your partner and say, You are beautiful no matter what. I want you to turn to your partner and say, You look like hope to me. And now I want you to say, even if you don't believe it. I've spent a week this week dealing with this scripture. My entire week has been dealing with this scripture. Not just reading it in my personal Bible study, but actually dealing with it in reality. I shared with you what the Apostle Paul was dealing with in this scripture. He was dealing with people who were so worried that they would mess up that they would lose something. He was dealing with people who were so entrenched in an ideology that they were worried that they were going to lose something. He was dealing with individuals that would fight and fight and fight for what they believed in and what they felt because they were worried they were going to lose something. I've spent this week frustrated with conversations of taking place at local school boards. I've spent this week frustrated with fighting with family members about who deserves to be loved by God. And by God, I'm done with it. Apostle Paul is one of my favorites because he dealt with all this stuff. And he tried to nip it in the bud from the beginning. He pointed out in the beginning that Christ replaced the law. He tried to point it out in the beginning that it's the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that has taken away the legal indebtedness to live up to anything other than being the image of Jesus Christ. And by God, I'm just tired. I'm tired of people being told that they're not the image of Jesus Christ. I'm tired of people being told that they're not beautiful. I am tired of people being told that they are not the reflection of grace. And I'm tired of being told Hearing people being told that they don't have a place at the table. They don't look like hope. Tired. That has been my week this week. This entire week. Dealing with it personally with family and dealing with it with watching the news. Chair of SDRC is sitting in the back. I'm going to go ahead and be honest. His name's Mike Castoro. He's a lovely man with the New Jersey accent that was reading scripture today. If I upset you with the next thing I say, you talk to him. <laughs> and then talk to me because I'm always open to talk. Don't remember Jesus Christ saying, tell people that they're worthless. 
Don't remember that. But it happens. And don't remember Jesus Christ saying, I love you except. Don't remember that. I don't remember saying, unless everybody thinks the same way that you do and acts the way that you do, you can get into heaven. I don't remember that. But by God, Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross to take care of it all. And by God, I hope that these the people that walk out of 1501 Kelly Street live. By God, I want you to hold on to that reality because here's the deal. You know what people don't hear in San Diego County? There's only a handful of people that are hearing Drew Davis speak right now, but I watched the news on Thursday and I heard a lot of people misrepresenting my Savior. I'm tired of it. I didn't go out and live it. I can try my best to do the difference. To be the difference that I want to see in the world. My Bible. My Bible that I carry with me, my favorite Bible, has a Pete Seeger quote on the outside of it. Pete was awesome. He fought against sexism and genderism and racial inequality and classism. Pete was awesome. His banjo had the phrase, this machine. This banjo had a red one. This machine surrounds me and forces it. Kid, I got to catch my breath, reach in the back pocket of my backpack and pull out my Bible and read what it has on the front so I can recompose myself. This machine surrounds all that's in here. I turn that off. This, <laughs> this machine surrounds me and forces it to surrender. This machine. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins. What's the word after us? Anybody? I, I didn't hear you. Can you say it again? He forgave us all of our sins. Having canceled the charge of our legal impediments, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Okay. All right, I'm crying and I can't read today. On the night in which that Christ gave himself up for us, he displayed all these things. Sitting at the altar with those following them, challenging them to go forth, to be the image for one and all, to care for the greater community. On that evening, Jesus Christ took the bread of the Passover feast and raised it up and said, this is my body, which is given for you. As often as you take it, do it in remembrance of me. And on that evening, Jesus Christ took the cup. He raised the cup and shared the cup and shared with all those around him, this is the blood of my covenant for you, for many, for all. As often as you drink from this, do it in remembrance of me. And so today, through the mighty acts of Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves with praise and thanksgiving 
as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. God, please bless, bless these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be as the body and blood of, of Christ for us as we live for the world being your hands and your feet for one and all. Make these gifts be as you so we can go and live as you did. In your son's precious name I pray. Amen. Please receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. Oh, 